Welcome to the Career Pro Inc. podcast. We are here today to talk with Dana Gower about something that's near and dear to your heart, that's very newsworthy. What is it? It is called the Great Employment Reset. Managing growth amid resignations, retirements, and metaverses. All right. Give us a little context and why people should listen to this. We are giving a talk later in the week to a big group of CFOs, chief financial officers, but we're going to focus on this topic today. Why is it important? Why should people listen? I'll tell you why it's important, especially as a senior leader of an organization and really any, anybody who's working or looking for work, is that what we've been through since COVID, in my opinion, is a major change in historical terms. And if you think about it like this, it's kind of like you had technology-wise, like the Industrial Revolution going on. At the same time, at the beginning of COVID, with all the job losses, kind of like the Great Depression. And then recently, with all the brisk hiring activity, it's kind of like post-World War II economic boom. And all of this happening within a very short period of time. All right, so here's what's happening. Let's just go to some stats, okay? Number of employees who left their jobs voluntarily each month, has go it's actually gone up from, from really the period just in the beginning of the recession a long time ago, over 10 years ago. From I'm looking at a graph, 2010, at the, from the Bureau of Labor Statistics via FRED, the Federal Reserve Bank of St. Louis, it shows a graph, 2010 to the present, and there was a big dip in 2020, and then it goes shockingly up to 4.4 million people who left their jobs voluntarily in September 2021. Yeah, you know, altogether in the spring and summer of 2020, 20 million people left their jobs. And a lot of these were for different uh, reasons, but it's just amazing what's going on with resignations and also early retirements. People, well, Why are people leaving in such a great fashion? Why is this rocketed up in September of 2021? This isn't a year ago. What's going on? Well, there's, there's several reasons. And um, <clears throat> the one reason, pe people, during COVID, people had a chance to reassess what they're doing. And if they, if they held on to their job, they, you know, they went remote, they saw an alternative kind of work life style. Uh, they experienced uh, a lot of fears and concerns around health. They experienced a lot of issues around child and sick family member care. They saw government policies changing and impacting them. They saw, uh, you know, technology continuing its pace of rapid uh, change and affecting the how the job gets done. But I call it like this whole reset is like a new deal of employment that's being demanded by job seekers. Okay, so let's go into a couple of the other areas that we promised at the beginning. Resignations and retirements. Can you talk a little bit about that? Because that's one of your areas of financial expertise. Talk about that, managing growth amid resignations and retirements and metaverses. How about retirements and metaverses? How about you focus on that for a moment? Well, you know, before COVID, 
Uh, there was a there were several books written about the coming labor shortage, and that had to do in the United States with and, and really worldwide with so many baby boomers turning age 65 every single day, 10,000. Now, not everyone who turned 65 retires, okay? And in fact, uh, there was a survey before COVID that said most people after age who were surveyed who were over 65 said they continue they would continue to work probably until around 72. But then COVID hit, and a lot of people said, "Look, I you know I really I'm I'm okay financially. I need to I need to take the the jump and just retire." And millions did, and it continues. So you have that factor going on, and then uh, the metaverse thing really has to do with, you know. Mark Zuckerberg announcing <clears throat> this last month that uh, he is converting the name of Facebook to Meta because he's going to create this whole metaverse virtual re reality program through the company. But from an employment standpoint, it's also a signal of, you know, does that, that is likely going to spawn other jobs in that role. And then he and himself alone is planning to hire 10,000 people to work on his metaverse. What is, what are, why, how do you handle this from a managing growth perspective? If you're a senior leader at a company, you're a CFO, again, that we're addressing later this week, that's a big position, CEO, you're in the executive suite, and why the heck would you worry about this if you're not at that level? What, what's, what's going on? Here's my favorite quote about this. It comes from John Adams, second president of the United States. Every problem is an opportunity in disguise. So certainly the brain drain that we, you know, really essentially we're talking about, the help wanted we're talking about, and the technologies, I refer to them in sports sense, is like sprints and marathons. And people who have been, you know, working in companies at senior levels managing the technology know exactly what I'm talking about. It's just that. You're doing sprints and you're doing marathons. Trillions of money is going into, into digital transformation of business okay this is true AI is coming into fold now in many cases uh, robotics machine learning all advancing at <clears throat> a rapid pace now here's the thing I think you know we're, we're as you say we're talking to, to CFOs and I think they pay play a special role but everyone plays a role as a, no matter what job you're in as being a guardian of the finances and you need to look at the data in order to solve the problem what's going on with my company and what can i do about it what can you do about it what are some of the things you should look at whether you're in that c-suite whether you're were uh, early career worker whatever what are some of the things that we need to pay attention to because the growth of your company could dictate your career no matter where you sit well it could dictate the uh, profitability of the company though you know not having enough people in the right seat in the seats can be a drain on uh, on the on the growth of the business and can really seriously hurt it so I think there's tremendous reason to look at this from a you know company financial standpoint but let's break this down into the three areas number one how do you best attract new talent to your organization and I'm just going to hit a couple of highlights here John and I know you know we talk about this stuff all the time but most companies prefer 
referrals of some kind. People that come to them through <clears throat> through a friend, a neighbor, an employee, maybe you know recruitment firm. They love referrals over blind ads. Uh, we also know the applicant tracking systems that are used are often ineffective. We know also that there's pay pressure upward uh, from many applicants along with this new deal of working conditions that I men mentioned about. So here are three things to consider in attracting new talent. You must employ an aggressive talent acquisition strategy. You must, in our opinion, have a great employer branding campaign. You've got to market the firm to tech talent. Number three, the HR people are saying that empathy, the soft skill of empathy and flexibility in work arrangements is also very important. Now what about the cost of and the impact of turnover and how do you reduce resignations of talented keepers, those people that you really want to keep? Uh, Listen, the average cost of turnover ranges from 30% to five times salary. These are both direct costs of recruiting, onboarding people. It's all measurable. And we think the key drivers of retention and our executive coaches that help uh, from a, you know, at CareerPro that help companies with this uh, talk about having that, uh, building in that flexibility and work arrangements, work-life balance, the empathy part, uh, workplace leadership, boss, best practices, and yes, the comp and benefit plan. And then finally, ways technology is impacting human capital and the business. It's expected that 40% of current U.S. occupations will shrink by 2030 due to technological changes. Who says that? Uh, this is uh, McKinsey. Okay. And <clears throat> this is primarily in the obvious ones like food services, office support, production, customer support, and sales. And then the other thing that's happening, is, especially for finance uh, leaders and others, is these, this decentralized finance thing that's going on is disrupting entire banking and finance routine. Now, non-routine jobs obviously are being replace rapidly and people always say what are the future jobs what is going to what are they going to be hiring in uh, uh, medical for sure uh, also the uh, I think this is from the Department of Labor statistics but actuaries uh, are going to be in hot demand HR and marketing managers sales engineers all tech jobs and then I also mentioned those 10k metaverse people at Facebook meta alone oh brother we don't want to go too far into that metaverse. We might get distracted here today. But <laughs> to not get distracted, what do leaders at all levels need to pay attention to first next? What if I'm a leader? I'm saying, you know what, Dana, that all sounds nice. You've cited some statistics. But what can you help with? What can people that you know help with? Because we feel like we're doing all that we can. And it's just a generational thing. It's an economic thing. It's a supply and demand thing. Uh, People have been flooded with money in this market. We feel overwhelmed by the circumstances. What more can we do? We're already doing things we think in these areas. So what do we need to really focus on? What, what are a couple of things before we get off this particular podcast that you can take from here away and learn, apply, look more into? I think you, you need to show complete and utter empathy for your chief human resources officers. 
you know, those are the people that are bearing the brunt of this. The CEOs are looking at them to, you know, to, to identify solutions to these, these many problems that we've identified. But I think as, you know, especially finance, but also other key leaders. HR, the HR managers, I, I can count on one hand the amount of HR managers who said, I got into this because I want to crank data and, and perform analysis, okay? No, they got into it because they enjoy working with people, helping people to progress, hiring people, uh, performance issues, all that stuff is what most HR people really enjoy, helping the organization to get things done through people. They don't really like to crank data. So if you are a data person, the first thing that you can do is offer to help them. If they've got people analytics, offer to help them digest that and dissect it and present it in ways to the CEO the CEO will understand. What if the stress of this current economy where one HR leader said, oh, you want to know what my role is? This is an HR leader at 160 plus thousand dollars a year. Okay, in this in the North Carolina market, this is New York City or DC or San Francisco or LA or Chicago or wherever, says to me, I feel like I've been the COVID police for the last year and a half. It's I'm hardly able to do what I need to do to get this organization going amidst to manage growth amidst the great resignations, layoffs, and the upcoming metaverses you're referring to. Well, this is where in one of our slides in our upcoming presentations, we say management teams must come together. I can think of no other time where there's more stress and potential for breakdown in teamwork than during COVID. And, and uh, some companies came together really well, other companies a fraction fractionalized and many people and leaders themselves are burned out. They've been putting in all these enormous hours dealing with these uncertainties, trying to make things happen with not enough people, yada, yada, yada. So just coming together as a management team is a good start. All right, what other opportunities as we wind down can we suggest to folks to look forward to that, that we can help with, with, that others can help with, that they need to pay attention to in the coming months, months, couple of months before 2022, if they're listening to that, and in early 2022, to make sure you man we're man they're managing growth correctly in what could be a great opportunity if we're gonna, if we're gonna listen to your quote from our, one of our great leaders from the past. Well, if you think about your company as one big brand, not just from the products and services, which the marketing people do really well, but from an employee attractiveness standpoint, okay, taking an audit of what the company is doing to make sure that people that are looking at it, that it looks like a good place to work, that the compensation is good, that the benefits are good, that they're showing flexibility in the work arrangement. Those are all things right now in this kind of employee market in many respects, at least for for a lot of jobs, not all, some, some are you know, flooded with resumes still and some occupations, but generally speaking, you, this is an, generally speaking, this is an employee's market. So you have to flip the hat from, hey, I might be a great company with a big brand name, or maybe I'm not a brand name, and, uh, and flip the script a little bit, and instead of like people gonna beat the door down to, to work for me, or my organization, I need to roll out the red carpet here, not just for 
new people, but also in the treatment of existing employees to make sure that they stay, at least the ones you want to keep. All right, you're going to get the last words, but I want to say this as we're doing this as, a, as just to discuss this open-ended problem or opportunity, as, depending on how you look at it. And so we're going to do a chapter two on this one, okay? After we do this uh, meeting coming this Thursday, <clears throat> next week we're going to have another podcast on the very same subject, giving some more in-depth details because this is real stuff. I mean, 4.4 million people leave their job. There's a lot of turmoil, a lot of potential opportunities when it comes to talent and movement in this new universe. I don't know if we're going to come back and repeat what Elon Musk said uh, maybe within the last year or so that everyone's going to need a stipend, a basic income. I think people have been quoted on saying a lot of things that are, that are changing in this world. How do we anticipate that? Give us the last words and we'll come back with chapter two next week. Well, and we will get into some more details about that. And that uniform basic income is a really super hot topic that's being discussed in other countries. And uh, even Andrew Yang brought it up during the presidential election. It's being tried in some cities here in the United States. So that's a ripe subject. And also, I think, what does this mean personally to my career? and how I should best manage my career. And those are some things that we can get into in the next round. Dana Gower managing what? The what? Great Employment Reset. Is it here? Is it already upon us? Is there anything we can do about it? We are in the, uh, we're in the 18 miles of the 24 mile, 26 mile marathon. Okay, that's, that's all right. We'll, we'll bring back some more good news next week. All right, thank you, Dana. <laughs>